Hello, Renee. This is Mary Mack. You are listening to PF Tape Recorder on your computer. Is that is that where they're listening to it? Hello there, I'm PF. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, it's Brian Callen. And uh, it's nice to be getting a lot of yeses right now in my career when I've been... You know, somebody was like, hey, man, you're so successful. How'd you do it? I'm like, uh, I failed a lot. I basically didn't get what I wanted for 20 years. You know what I mean? By the time you get what you want, it's like, oh, yeah, good. Now I'm kind of supposed to be here. It only took me 21 years. Brian Callen, of course, you know from Mad TV and from the Goldbergs, where he plays Coach Meller, and of course from headlining comedy clubs across the country. He's got a new special uh, he's going to be recording this summer. He already has two specials uh, that you can check out, I believe, on Netflix and wherever else you get your comedy specials. So anyway, uh, we have Song of the Week coming up from a group called The Rex, and since it's Memorial Day weekend, thought I'd take it easy and play you some classic dumb bits. First, there was Vanilla Coke. Then, Pepsi jumped on the bandwagon with Pepsi Vanilla. And now, Pepsi is trying to rip off Coke in an even bigger way. Introducing Pepsi Coke. It's Pepsi with the flavor of Coke. Mmm, I haven't had Pepsi this good since the last time I had a Coke. That's because the can says Pepsi, but the taste says Coke. Wow, Pepsi Coke is awesome. See, some 20-something gulped it down and said it was awesome, so it's gotta be good. And it comes in every possible variety. There's Diet Pepsi Coke 1, Caffeine-Free Pepsi Coke, Caffeine-Free Diet Pepsi Coke, Cherry Pepsi Coke, Lemon Cherry Diet Pepsi Coke Blue, and Caffeine-Free Lemon Cherry Diet Pepsi Coke Blue with Caffeine. Wow, I had no idea the taste of all my favorite Pepsi flavors would taste better with a taste of Coke. Take the Pepsi Coke taste test today and see if you can tell if you're tasting Pepsi or Coke or both. Pepsi Coke. It's the Pepsi name you know with the taste of Coke you love. How many times has this happened to you? I'll be back in a minute. I'm going to the restroom. Hmm. Flounders or snappers? Ooh. Let's try snappers. Ooh, sorry, wrong door. If you're a guy or girl on the go, then you know theme restaurant bathroom designations can be misleading. But now you don't ever have to be confused again because you've got the Restroom Thesaurus. The Restroom Thesaurus lists every possible combination of male-female euphemism. Blokes and birds, bantams and hands, shoots and ladders, bobsleds and moguls, endomorphs and gynecomorphs. Yes, the Restroom Thesaurus is your one-stop source for avoiding embarrassing entrances into the wrong bathroom. Seafood restaurants. Oh, let's see. Buoys and gulls, bulkheads and portholes, hornpipes and shanties. Oh, here we go. Flounders are men. All right. Never walk into the wrong restroom again with the Restroom Thesaurus because you don't want to take a shot in the dark. If you consider yourself to be an old soul trapped in a modern world, you can relive days gone by in classic imprints from our vast collection at OldSchoolShirts.com. We have vintage tees from all the great American cities like Atlanta, Baltimore, Brooklyn, Chicago, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and more. We've got defunct sports teams, old restaurants, old stores you used to shop at when you were a kid. Just go to OldSchoolShirts.com. It is all one word. Pick up yourself a great and stylish-looking vintage t-shirt, and it really helps the show as well. So as soon as you're done listening, head there.
Brian Callen is a stand-up comedian from, well, he's from all over, actually. He was born in the Philippines, lived overseas for, like, the first 15 years of his life, and uh, came back to the United States, and is now in showbiz. And we always love talking to Brian. Here now is our interview with Brian Callen. Hey man, there we go. All right, my phone does that whenever I plug the jack, and sometimes it knocks out the microphone and stuff. So how you how you been? I'm a man, just a man. What's going on? Cool. You got a, a lot going on as usual. Uh, I can see. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so thanks for taking the time to do to do this. Always appreciated. Oh, it's my pleasure, brother. No problem. Uh, great, man. Well, uh, so I got. Well, let's start first of all. So what is the newest with you? I know you're still doing your two podcasts. Your uh, doing your TV work, your t- headlining clubs across the country, but what's what's the latest and greatest with you? So I'm doing a, a spinoff uh, TV show on ABC called Schooled. Oh, okay. Which I'm, I'm pumped about. That'll be fun. And um, yeah, that's 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 uh, that's. At first, it was a spinoff of the Goldbergs, and I thought it was a dead deal. And then it turned out it wasn't a dead deal. It turned out that uh, they aired it during one of the. Uh, episodes of the Goldberg, and it did really well, and so ABC took a chance on it. So we got picked up to 13 episodes, so I'm excited. Oh, cool. Yeah, I've been catching up on the Goldbergs and reruns. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so um, very exciting. Yeah, so was this was this what they call in the old days a backdoor pilot where it's... Uh, I mean, it wasn't that backdoor, though, because it was, it was a spinoff of a mainstream show. So. Okay. You know, yeah. But uh, the other, so you know, it's just one of those things. But the other thing I'm doing now is a, a movie with Josh Duhamel, Megan Fox, um, called uh, "Think Like a Dog," and we're shooting in New Orleans and in China. So I'm, I'm going to be in China in June. Oh, neat! Got help. Uh huh. So other than that, I'm also shooting my third special, July 20th, at Talia Hall in Chicago, and um, that I'm really excited about. Man. So- yeah. Big, yeah, big so things. Yeah, big things happening all the way around. Yeah, so I was going to say, you know, with your uh, up until this point, now that you but you you've had steady uh, TV work, and I was going to ask, is that a nice career to have? But it's now it's been undone by the fact that you're getting you know a steady series work. So, but up until that, because you know there, I mean, yeah, it's like this, dude. When you know, some days, some years are awesome, and other days are not. Yeah. yeah, I mean, other years are. As you get older, you get more yeses and you get those. At least that's supposed to be how it works. And uh, it's nice to be getting a lot of yeses right now in my career when I've been, you know, somebody was like, hey, man, you're so successful. How'd you do it? And I'm like, uh, I failed a lot. Like, <laughs> a lot. I basically didn't get what I wanted for 20 years. You know what I mean? Yeah. But if I didn't get what you want, it's like, oh, yeah, good. Now I'm kind of supposed to be here. It only took me 21 years. It's not like, it's not like... <clears throat> It's hard to pat yourself on the back when it took you that long to do something. Yeah, but you still did it, though. I mean, you know, as they say, every experience you have took you to where you are. So yeah, yeah, yeah. so it all it all paid it's, off. It's an act of faith, man. You just keep doing it until yeah. it happens. It, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, you know. So I'm, I'm, yeah, I was watching these uh, these shows on MeTV, that that rerun network, and I'll always see a, a face maybe I'm not I'm kind of familiar with. Think, what other show do I know him from from back in the day? And you look up this guy in IMBD, and he's like in one show every year on, on different series yeah. and all through the and um, 
who was it? Uh, Henry Phillips' dad was like that. He had a, he did a whole career. He'd have one or two guest shots a year on TV, and he had a nice career out of that. So, uh, look, man, when I first started this, just the idea that I would be able to earn my living in show business—that's all I wanted to do. I just wanted to make enough money. You know what I'm saying? It was, that, yeah. that was that's that's what's incredible. And now here I am calling you from my private helicopter. <laughs> yeah. You can. Oh, okay, that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but you know, you yeah. know what I mean. Yeah, I can hardly hear you over the over the chopper blades there. And um, so, still doing the two podcasts too. I was listening to the the um, the uh, the one with the, you had the the fellow from New Zealand on. I was listening to that this week because uh, I'm. Oh yeah, yeah, that's mixed mental arts. Yeah. Which is now the Brian Callen show, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. So all my friends who are in my, all my friends who are into labeling are like, "Why are you calling it mixed mental arts?" Call it the Brian Callen show. I was like, "All right, I'll call it the Brian Callen show." But um, I do it with my buddy Hunter Mox, who's so smart, and I and I uh, I feel like I'm taking all the credit, and that's that's not never comfortable for me. But then the fighter and the kids so fought strong, and yes. uh, it's been it's been fun, man. Yeah. One I get to be one I get to be a jackass and talk about silly stuff, and the other I get to talk to people who are way smarter than I am. Yeah, so you, you were mentioning that before. Well, let's start. Well, with the uh, well, the Brian Callen show. Um, so, d- does your co-host find that because you always find some really interesting guests? Of course, he's a you know, like you said, really smart people. Yeah, it's a combination, but 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 Hunter Mock does most of the work. Let's be honest. He's also he's also got a way bigger brain than I do, <laughs> so he kind of the guy who 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 you know is, is the driving force behind the mission and everything else. Like he he's good at organizing and getting me to kind of see why these guests are important and and. Sometimes people come into your life, man, and you, it, their, their contribution is invaluable. It's immeasurable because, again, I'm, I'm exposed to ideas and people who are thinking about things and thinking about the world from an angle and a perspective I never even thought was possible. And what it makes you realize is that you don't have to have your PhD from Harvard to appreciate the important ideas. And, and more importantly, you don't have to have your degree from, you know, Harvard or PhD to kind of, you know, get a great deal of value from the best that's been thought and said. Oh, sure, yeah. And, and, oh, by the way, you can, you don't have to go to college to understand what they're saying. That's the biggest thing. You don't, you can understand what a lot of these scientists and a lot of these evolutionary biologists and a lot of these historians are talking about. You can understand it. Because they make it accessible to you. And that's the, that's the other thing that's always a surprise. You know? Yeah. So. yeah. And there are a lot of people out there, you know, uh, doing that. You know, Neil deGrasse Tyson and, uh, and uh, of course, uh, Bill Nye. But then people sometimes yeah, catch flack for that. Yeah, I have podcast, I believe. No, yeah. maybe I have. I don't know. I can't remember. But either way, yeah, these are a lot of people that you talk to who, who really do, I don't know, they change, uh, they change your perspective. They change your perspective, man. They, they 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 broaden what what you thought was possible. And, and does that, in a subtle way, inform your comedy, even at, at, at a at a deep level? Or oh fuck, man, dude, my, my next my next special is all about that. My next special is the best thing I've ever done, in my opinion, by far, artistically, and it's because um, of the podcast of, of of this podcast called Mixed Mental Art, and now the Brian Cat Show. Yes, yes, because I I was exposed to these ideas, man. It's, it's just such a cool thing. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. It, it's it, you've been doing the 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 Brian Callen show now the Brian Callen show as long as I've, I've been doing mine. You're at episode three fifty two. I think I'm recording three fifty. This is this is going to be three fifty five. I think that we're recording right now or fifty six. Crazy. But um, but so, really, you know what that means? That means that I've essentially talked to over 300 people who are very, very smart, who are the leaders of thought in their field. That's what's so cool about it. And I take advantage. Believe me, I take advantage of what little celebrity I have. I'm like, come on my podcast. I'm on TV. <laughs> and a lot of really smart people are like, oh, okay. I still think TV is cool. So I'm not going to let them know the secret that it's not. Right, right. Well, there you go. Whatever. Well, oddly, the way I, I, I fool comedians into being on my podcast is, of course, I get them ink in either Minneapolis City Pages or Cincinnati City Beat, and they're kind enough to also do the podcast as well. So, um, <laughs> yeah, which, there you go. There yeah. You go. Use well, it. So, as about as for as far as the podcasting goes overall, since you've been in this a while too, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, do you think they're coming for us? Because, of course, the, the big appeal to podcasting for everybody is, is the freedom. Is there's no one telling us what to do, but. Do you think slowly that's gonna, you know, they're gonna, it's gonna get reined in somehow, or uh... that's always a threat. That's always the threat. It's always going to be the threat. You're always going to have a group of people who think that uh, they know what's best for you, and maybe they do in some ways, but you still have to fight it. The great thing about podcasting is it's still the wild front west, and yes. you're. And, and it's, it's, it's a marketplace of ideas. And we don't, we've lost that in our universities to a large extent. You're not really allowed to, to, to say what you think. You really aren't. There's a great deal of pressure to toe the line, toe the, the orthodoxy, the academic orthodoxy of the day. That's what I notice. Certainly that way in the media. You can't come up with a different narrative. There's a problem, whether it's racism, sexism, homophobia, whatever it might be. If there's a problem with economic inequality, you better be careful about how you talk about that problem. And you better be careful about who you blame, because you can get in some deep trouble if you have an idea that shakes up the common orthodoxy, the common uh, academic truisms of the day. Just think about climate scientists. I mean, climate science. What if you came along and said, maybe, maybe I have a different perspective. Maybe it isn't that bad. I don't know. But you, you, you'd be in some trouble. You'd be in some trouble. That's how we are as human beings. So I think the internet is a place where you can have, you still have a marketplace of ideas. And I think that's a good thing. Yeah, it's almost like um, we're roughly the same. I think we are the same. I think uh, I'm like six months older than you. Um, the only other thing I can remember that was like this is back in the day with uh, in the music business was like when people would make fanzines because, you know, there's a limit to radio frequencies. There's a limit, you know, to you know, making movies and things or what there was before YouTube and all that. But back in the day, anybody could publish a magazine. And so people did, and this is kind of like that right. now, but, and, but like, you know, on a more uh, global level. I don't know. I mean, if... I agree. Yeah, that's interesting. Probably, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's things are definitely changing, and probably for the better, for the most part. I would, even though people don't like to say that, but uh, maybe they are. I would think so. I think as people kind of get used to, you know, it, it is a marketplace of ideas, but not, you know, not every idea has equal merit. But just, you know, they every it should still be heard because you never know. Yeah, that's that's for sure. That's a good point. Not every idea has equal merit. You're damn right about that. 
important. Yeah, and I guess it's I guess as people get used to it, though, maybe it'll become more uh, discerning. Well, the, 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 I I say that the education, the value of education, is it teaches you the difference between a good idea and a bad idea. Eugenics is a bad idea. You know, eugenics versus all men are created equal. Those are two different ideas. I'll go with the all men are created equal, even though I can't prove it biologically or mathematically. It's something I'd like to believe in. Kind of what our constitution and legal system is predicated on, right? So, you, again, you you need you know you need historical perspective to understand why one is a bad idea and one is a good idea. Yeah, and uh, like you said, but you don't need to be. You know, to, to necessarily to go to college to, to understand that you can, you know, it's ex- no, life experience no. can, can you teach can you listen that. To, you can listen to a lot of good podcasts and understand that. The books are out there. The podcasts are out there. Yeah, there are a lot of people out there doing a lot of thinking. We're living. We're living in many ways in a in a in a very rich intellectual time. You've got public intellectuals like Sam Harris and uh, Jordan Peterson and uh, you know various people like that. Uh, Michael Shermer. Who are, who are you know out there speaking their mind and, and making sense and at least getting people to think even if you disagree with them and you should disagree with them to an extent but it's great because it's where where better ideas come from yeah it's, um who's the the guy that makes uh, everybody walk on fire um I can't remember his name um Tony Robbins Tony Robbins yeah I read his book and 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 I liked it just fine. The one thing that always stuck with me with it though was that he says right in the beginning of his book he goes, "Look, don't agree with me you know think think about it for yourself, you know, and maybe this is right yeah. for you, maybe it's That's not right. so I was, even though you know it is uh, kind of it looks kind of you know odd at the surface. I always respected him at least in the fact that he's like, "Hey, think for yourself, this may not be for you or this may work for you so that's always one thing I like about that guy um and I forgot what that train of thought was. Was uh, le- oh, is that? But still, people somehow can you know either get things wrong or cherry pick information in a way that you know leads them to uh, you know a different conclusion. That's right. Yeah. That's right. That's exactly right. That's right. Um, yeah. So anyway, but I'm excited about my shows in uh, in Bloomington. I'm yes. Be talking about all this stuff in a funny way. But the cool thing about using humor is you can get you can move some good ideas. You can you can hide them in humor, and that's what I'm trying to do. And so, is that's this kind of is how how much of the hour is built? Are you still monkeying with stuff? Is it is it pretty? Uh, You're pretty I'm, close. I'm still carving and monkeying. And, okay, uh, but this, I'm coming into a home stretch here. Okay, and I get nervous even I get nervous when you ask me that because I'm like, <laughs> damn, I got work to do. Yeah. Well, and of course, you know, Minneapolis crowds, of course, like those in Cincinnati, are you know, you got some pretty uh, smart crowds in that town. So, uh, oh, yeah. yeah, so I think oh, yeah. you'll, um, get a good gauge of that. Uh, on the mixed martial arts thing, uh, I forgot you would, you, you kind of fancied yourself a mixed martial arts, uh, no, guy. I do not, I do not, sir. I mean, I, I oh. love to fight, but I got too many friends who are real fighters to say that. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Well, I mean, but I was do, that ever the, I do try to box and I do do a little martial arts. I've always done something of that nature. Well, was it ever a, a, a notion you had, or was it like like I talked to my friend Ian Bad? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried, but I knew I was okay. good enough. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, too hard. it's too hard. Yeah, it's like Ian Bag yeah. says about hockey. He's like he realized very quickly that it was easier to be the funny guy cracking people up on the bench than it was getting slammed into the boards by these yeah, guys. Right. And he's a big dude too, so it's kind of surprising. <laughs> yeah, I, I realized that. 
very quickly. I wasn't built for war. I was built for dance and, and jackassery. <laughs> and being a silly goose, as you've often described. Um, but as far as mixed martial arts goes, I mean, it's that's it's still in a pretty healthy stage. And in fact, the other podcast I do for the my full time job, we had uh, Rob the Bomb Williams on off of wrestling, and he said mixed martial arts really put a dent in big time professional wrestling. And uh, is that is it still a healthy sport? I don't hear seem to be hear quite as much about it as I used to, but maybe I'm just moving in different circles and paying more attention to baseball. Um. Well, yeah, I think um, I think probably it's it's something. Is, I think mixed martial arts is kind of the difference between boxing and mixed martial arts. Is mixed martial arts is fighting and boxing is boxing, right? Right. It's as close as you can get to watching another man kill kill another man with his bare hands or another woman. And there's something primordial about that. But the amount of skill it takes now, the sport has really grown into something special. Uh, so, yeah. So, That's what I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess it, it's it's on Fox uh, every Saturday night now, or almost every Saturday night. So, um, yeah. So, what does it take to be successful in that sport these days? Is it uh, having a variety of skills, or is it being able to really outsmart the other? Because I'm I'm sure there's more to it than just brute strength. Oh my God, the amount of skill that goes on! You got to know how to wrestle, submit, punch, kick. I mean, there's so many different aspects of it. You kind of know everything. You don't have enough time in your life to master it all. That's why guys like Donald Cerrone are so fucking incredible. They've been at the top of the food chain for 12 years. Almost nobody lasts that long. You know, um, but there are some guys who are born fighters, and they, they, they train. These guys train harder than any athlete. It's so unbelievable. They're just always trained because you have to. You train so much. You have to learn how to train just enough so that your body doesn't break because the next guy's doing it too. So it's pretty crazy. It does. It seems like it's a very, it, it's uh, probably the most demanding sport. Uh, oh, man, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's a nightmare. Because you're, you're getting knocked out, etc. So it's no joke. So, I mean, do you do it down at like a, an amateur level? Do you, you're able to go to a facility? And I was a wrestler. I was a wrestler and a Taekwondo guy, and then I and now I box and I did jujitsu. But no, it's all amateur. Okay, yeah. So, but I imagine that, that keeps you in in pretty good shape. Yeah, I stay in shape. Yeah. Yeah, that's good because yeah. they they say that's the most important thing. Even uh, my doctor says the only it, it, you don't even even need to be you know running around. I mean, it's good if you are doing that, but just just walk, just move around, just get up and move around. Oh, that's so fucking important. Yeah, yeah. so important. Yeah, um, yeah all right, buddy. So um, I've got to actually kind of run. Oh, that's fine. In fact, yeah, I've I've got to run to something too. So, but I appreciate you taking the time, man. We'll see you next time oh, yeah, in Cincinnati. Yeah. Uh, good luck with the special. We'll be looking for the new series in the fall, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Call school. I appreciate it. All right, all right, man. Thanks for talking to us again, Brian. Thank you, buddy. Bye. See you in a bit. Thanks again to Brian Callen for being on the show. You can catch Brian in Minneapolis at the House of Comedy Thursday, May 31st through Saturday, June 2nd. Then he's in Raleigh, June 7th through the 9th. He's at Portland, uh, in Portland, Oregon at Helium, June 21st through 23rd. Just go to briancallen.com, click on the performances link, and uh, you will see where he is going to be. And Callen, of course, is C-A-L-L-E-N. 
and Brian with a Y. Of course, you can still check him out on the Goldbergs and all that other fun stuff as well. And his two podcasts, which is the Brian Callen Show and The Fighter and the Kid. Uh, those are available, I'm certain, in iTunes. And again, just Google them if you listen to your podcast any other way. I'm sure you can find it through whatever medium you enjoy your podcast. Hey, speaking of, uh, if you're getting this podcast through iTunes, and most of you are, could you do me a favor and go there and leave a review real quick how much you love the show? Even if you're just cherry-picking episodes, I don't care. Just uh, leave us a, a little nice review, and it would be, uh, it would be awesome. It's very helpful. All right, so moving along to the song of the week. Song of the week is from a group called The Rex. Uh, I don't know anything about these kids except they're from Los Angeles. That's all I know. Anyway, they're going to be at the Bunbury Music Festival, which is how I kind of stumbled onto them, and hopefully we're going to interview them uh, for this podcast as part of our coverage. That's going to be in two weeks. But anyway, uh, they have a tune out now from their uh, EP, and their EP is called, let me get this straight here, Panic Vertigo, I believe. Let me double check here. Um, Panic Vertigo is the name of the EP. came out in February. James Dean is the single. It's a bit of a rocker. Kind of, I think it kind of has that 90s feel to it in a way, but it still kind of sounds kind of contemporary as well. So I think you'll dig it. Just good old-fashioned rock and roll from a nice bunch of American kids from Los Angeles. Uh, again, this is The Rex. James Dean, our song of the week on PF Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Imagine for a minute, you get up in the morning and get what you want You look good in the mirror, your shirt is full of money, you're getting it on Imagine being shallow, thinner than a shadow, thicker than wood Imagine for a minute, the way that I'd be living if only I could I'm no James Dean, heartthrob, daydream, bad hell, black jeans mean I'm no James Dean James Dean I got into Nirvana and smoking marijuana my first year in school but you don't really wanna get busted by your mama if you wanna stay cool she burst into the party hadn't hardly started she was looking crazy Away my choices 